Welcome to another Bottomless Brunch, the podcast, where it's an honor to just be nominated. That's right, it's awards season, and we're celebrating carpets that are red and statues that are gold, with some artists who have collected their fair share of awards, with no end in sight. Our brunch is brought to you today by Tequila Don Julio, no strangers to awards themselves. Trust me, when I tell you that for so many creators, writers, performers, and more, a life in the arts can be a struggle in pursuit of a lifelong dream. So while it's fun to get all dressed up and dance the night away with fabulous folks, award season to me is also about sharing and celebrating the amazing work that has brought that art into our lives. Plus, there's usually a little appetizers, and we all know tiny appetizers have no calories. I couldn't have been more excited to spend some time with two people who took their own paths to careers and award success. Adam McKay spun comedy gold with things like SNL and Anchorman and spun that into Oscar gold as a director and producer with the big short in his new film, Don't Look Up. And you know what? It doesn't get more trailblazing than the phenomenal Laverne Cox. She's captured our imaginations in Orange is the New Black and is now an electrifying actress, producer, and activist for transgender visibility. So, dust off your tux or gown or just gym shorts and enjoy my brunch with Laverne Cox and Adam McKay. All right, let's meet my brunch guests. She's a trailblazing artist, activist, producer, and a pioneer for transgender visibility who exploded onto the scene with her Emmy-nominated role on Orange is the New Black. The fierce, the fabulous, the award-winning friend of mine, Laverne Cox. Hi, Laverne. Hello, Coleman. It is so lovely to see you. I miss you. I am proud Mm. of you. I just saw you on my TV screen the other day, and it just brings me joy every time I see you. (laughs) Oh, I I just love you, Laverne. And I want to welcome, he's a tremendous director, producer, and writer behind movies such as Anchorman, Step Brothers, and The Big Short, which also landed him an Academy Award. And he has his latest hit, Don't Look Up, the triple threat himself, Mr. Adam McKay. Hello, Adam. How you doing? How are you, Coleman? Hey, Laverne. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Sure, sure. I'm glad you're here for brunch. We're going to have a little fun, all right? First, I'm going to kick it off like this, all right? Laverne, I wanted to know something. You're the host of the E! Network's red carpet coverage. Congratulations. Thank you. Show us your red... uh, We need you to stand up and show us your red carpet game and then give us some commentary on our looks. Okay, show us your red carpet game. So so this is... Well, this isn't a red carpet look. This is what I would wear around the house um, when I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. To do what? (laughs) Are you cooking in that? I don't cook. I don't cook. Um, But I do. I love to hang out with um, my boyfriend and and give him something to, you know, look at and enjoy. So this is how I hang out at home uh, with my guys. So this wouldn't be a red carpet look unless I was going to a remake of Moulin Rouge or something. Um, So this is how I I hang out at home. Um, Usually when I'm with my guy. When I'm with my guy. Yeah. Um, I love in terms it. of would what you, you guys us, are wearing. Yes, please. Give us some commentary. I, from please. what I can see, I, I see uh, it's, you look really small, Coleman. You always look very chic, Coleman. And I am not that sort of red carpet commentator who sort of, you know, 
is mean to people about their looks, but you are always chic, um, Coleman, always. Thank you always you. get well, it right. You. And Mr. McKay, may I call you Adam? <laughs> you can call me Adam Laverne, please, please. Adam, and by the way, Laverne, can I tell you before you dive in, uh -huh. I am looking very boring. I'm a little overlit. <laughs> Uh, I do not have my game is so my game is nowhere near either one of you, but so be kind. It, you, you've given your own, you've given yourself your own critique. It's so funny. You know, I think what is what is wonderful though about being a writer director is that you can give what you're giving. You know, it's about. I mean, it's, I mean, we right. love to give looks, but it's really. What do you have to deliver beyond um, the way you look? Is I think come the on, why we're that's all wonderful. Here. Even though we can all serve a look, it's really about what we can bring beyond that. And Adam, you have given us so much to think about. You've moved us. You've made us laugh. You, it, there's just so much in your career. So basically, you're saying so it doesn't matter what he's wearing. Basically, you're saying it doesn't matter what he's wearing. That is the nicest Devin. insult I have ever received in my entire life. That is not an insult. It is. <laughs> it was very lovely. Basically, Laverne said, "We. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. It just matters what you create." And so uh, you, you create phenomenally, Adam. So that's how you look today. I Adam, love it. I, you know what? I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm not going to examine it too much. I'm just going to take it. You're obviously very analytical based on the work that you've produced. So, um, yeah, let's, and I love that. And we love that. And we can have that conversation today if we want to, or we can keep it light. Coleman, it's your show. What do you want to do? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for handing it back over to me, Laverne. And back to you, Coleman. Okay. Adam, Adam, we figured out at, a, at an event that you and I went to Temple University at the exact same time. Oh my. Okay, I wanted to, now everyone wants to know this. Everyone wants to know this, at least the people who went to Temple University. Did you eat at the Owl's Nest? <sighs> you know, I don't think I ever ate at the Owl's Nest, but I did partake in the lunch trucks uh, in the middle yes, of my that's day. That's where I hung out all the time, yeah. And, and Coleman, you know what I got when I would get off, because I lived down off South Street. I, I would go up on the Broad Street line, get off. The lunch trucks were there, and you know my order. It was eggs, American cheese, and Scrapple. Now, oh, I want to know, my. does Laverne know what Scrapple is? I have no idea. Scrapple, it, it, it has nothing to do with the... Um, um, iced tea drink, I assume. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that would be snapple. That's snapple. Yeah. Because no, I know Coleman knows what scrapple is. Yes, scrapple is like what they. I believe. I think the way my mother would describe it was everything left over from the pig, basically. Uh, you know, and it's sort of like, like south meat. South meat. Yeah. Like chitlins. Sort of, but it's like. But probably it has a boot in it as well, just like anything that was left over on a floor, of a. Of a <laughs> Of a port factory. I'm kidding. I have no idea. What, what is Scrapple to you? No, no. Uh, Coleman's 100% correct. I mean, Scrapple is what's left over after they take what they want for the hot dogs. And we all know yeah. hot dogs are not great. And so no. whatever is left over after the hot dog is Scrapple. Wow. And it's That's a really like, bad. You dark ate that, brown. Mr. McKay. And you, you ate fried that. Ate Fry yeah, it, and by the way, it's delicious. It's basically like pig hooves and like 
pig hair. Like it's the lowest level wow. of the pig. And that was yeah. my breakfast every single day when I was at Temple. I would get off the Broad Street line, get an egg, cheese, and scrapple sandwich, and then go to they my class. They don't scrapple anywhere else in the world, it seems, except Philadelphia. Have no, you, I don't know how. It, would you have it in L.A.? Well, you wouldn't have that in L.A., right? <laughs> I don't, I By the way, they shouldn't the sell scrapple <laughs> anywhere else in the world. Like, that means the rest of the world has proper regulatory bodies connected to their government. But somehow in Philly, you can sell scrapple. Uh, yeah. Wow. I love how it sounds. I love the onomatopoeic poetic qualities, even though it might not be, of scrap, like scrap, right? Scrap, crap, scrap. scrapple, yeah. snapple. There's so many scrapple things, just the language, scrapple it, scrap, crap. Um, there's just so many, like, it just has the sound suggests so many things. Um, it's, it's, scrapple. <laughs> so, it seems Scrapple. to suggest uh, poor decisions. And, and <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're gonna chat more about that later, okay? But first, it's time to make a quick little cocktail and then we'll get back yes. to the conversation, okay? All right, here we go. When you think about awards season, timeless classics come to mind, you know, films that never go out of style. Our cocktail for this brunch reflects that timelessness with a fresh twist. We made a Tequila Don Julio Añejo Old Fashioned, originally made by Don Julio Gonzalez for celebrations with friends and family. Tequila Don Julio felt like the perfect thing for the celebration with friends, old and new. You can find the recipe for the Tequila Don Julio Añejo Old Fashioned at amc.com slash brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. We're going to take you back to the brunch and you know, Stacy will be along after to talk it up. So here's me, Coleman Domingo, with Laverne Cox and Adam McKay. Cheers, everybody. Hey. Cheers. What the hell? Why the hell not? Um, Zastorovie, I think it's Zastorovie. <laughs> Ooh, that's Proust. good. Chin chin. That's nice, isn't it? Oh. Mmm. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? Oh. Mmm. For our friends at home, you can find the recipe for tequila, Don Julio, and Yeho Old Fashioned on amc.com slash brunch. Cheers, everyone, and please drink responsibly, right? Mm. Always drink responsibly. Work, Coleman, this is delicious. Oh, really good. <laughs> the syrup is really good in there. It's nice, right? It's, yeah, the syrup with the hint of orange peel is a nice combo. It's that right? Because I, like, I love old fashions. Nicely. But I love old fashions, but I've switched from, you know, sometimes from rye to tequila. And so it's a really good mm. thing with Don Julio because it does give you that smoky quality. All right, mm -hmm. let's get down to some food and some conversation and then just a little fun and we're out of here. All right, it's brunch time, family. I want to know, Laverne, what are you serving today besides all this fashion and, and goodness? <laughs> My, I put my, my nails are punched through my gloves, FYI. I am having, um, I'm having scrambled eggs with some cheese and potatoes and sausage. And I don't know if, uh, I don't know about sponsorship, but the, I, she doesn't cook. But when I, um, for my boyfriend, when he doesn't, he cooks me breakfast all the time. So I, I love <laughs> a Jimmy Dean breakfast. Are you selling Jimmy Dean? Are you hawking Jimmy Dean's? I'm not. Show? There's no sponsorship, <laughs> but that's what is here. That's what's Wait, here, and it's, it's delicious. Wait, so none of this was made at all, okay? I, I microwaved it. it. I microwaved it. You put it in for, to the microwave for two minutes. You put it slid in two minutes. 
you open it up and stir it and then put it in for another minute and girl, it's delicious. Have a Jimmy now, do you Dean add breakfast, honey. Do you add any hot sauce? Do you add any, any garnish? There is, no, there is no hot sauce in my bag. I'm not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, Adam, what did you bring for brunch? So I, I respect you, Coleman. So I woke up at five in the morning and oh. I dug a Hawaiian fire pit in my backyard and buried <laughs> a, a there? I buried a whole pig. And I've just, no, I'm kidding. I'm really proud of you. I, uh, <laughs> well, well, now I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got one of my favorite places here in LA. It's a weird uh, fast food place called Astro Burger that oh, actually yeah. has vegan fast food. And it's right up by the uh, Paramount lot. And they make an amazing breakfast burrito. So that's what I got. It's one of my favorite breakfasts and they have uh, like soy bacon and veggie mm. sausage with egg whites and you can go through a drive through and get it. It's actually crazy. So it's one of my favorite nice. breakfasts. Mm. That sounds good. That sounds good. All right, see, there we go. That's good. Okay, well, I feel I, I so all American eating you, a Jimmy Dean breakfast, but I'm going on Coleman. I, no, I because very I, all American. I, no, no, I love it's very all American. It's, it's the stars and stripes forever. Okay, with it. See, I went the opposite way because usually I love something meaty, cheesy, and greasy. But I thought it being, you know, award season and, and you know, when you're trying to keep things tight and right, I went with a, a lean and mean fruit protein smoothie. You know, I got oh. nice banana, Coleman. strawberries, blueberries. Yeah. Strawberries, blueberries. Yeah. What's the yeah, base? Yeah, I got some protein, protein powder, protein powder and oat milk. It's like you know, goat milk, but with, without the G, you know? And I topped it off with a little sprig of mint just to make it a little pretty. Okay, everybody, we have our meal, we have our cocktail, bon appetit. We're gonna go on into some light conversation. Cheers. <clears throat> How about that? <laughs> okay, first off, since it's award season, I wanna know what are some of your favorite iconic award show moments? Mine? is when John Travolta introduced Adina Mazzella as Adele's disease. It's just probably <laughs> perfect. It's just a perfect moment. Chef's kiss. It really is. Adam, it's yours? Perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adam Laverne. Mine was um, trying to think. Uh, all-time? Are we talking all-time award show? It can be all-time. All-time award shows. Anything that you've seen. You've all right, I'm going to go with wow. I'm going to go with Jack Palance. Uh, for City Slickers winning the Academy Award and doing push-ups. He was like 74 years old. And he, yeah. he, in the middle of his acceptance speech, just dropped on the ground and did push-ups. <laughs> that's great. I plan, that's, that's what we should all do when we're 74. So exactly. I still got it. <clears throat> that's Laverne, so you? I need to do more push-ups. It, it's always, and I don't know if it'll ever change, but it's Halle Berry's um, moment when she won hmm. the Academy Award for Best Actress for Monsters Ball, I think it was 2002. And that moment just, a moment changed my life around um, space of possibility. It, it helped me dream bigger. It's deep to me in 2022 that she's still the only, the only black woman to win a Best Actress Oscar. And that moment just, just it gave me such a sense of possibility. And it's just, it's everything for me. Mm. Halle Berry. It's a beautiful Halle moment. 
Are we, are we I, allowed I to say moments that we were there for? Like I tried to pick you can, one. You can, you, can say what, you can say whatever you want. You're this Adam is Kay. easily the coolest one I ever had was the year that we did Vice, we were nominated and right across the aisle at the Kodak was Spike Lee, who's a, mm. you know, an absolute legend to me. I grew up, you know, she's gotta have it. All his early films uh, do the right thing. And he was a guy who got overlooked, even though Do the Right <laughs> oh, Thing yeah. is a masterpiece, an absolute mm -hmm. masterpiece. It was clear America wasn't ready for that kind of story. So the night that we were nominated for Vice, he was right across from me and he won for best screenplay. And I saw him mm. spring up and run down mm. the aisle. And I think it was Sam Jackson who presented the award and he ran yeah. into his arms and, they, and it was the coolest, my wife was next to me and I was like, you don't understand. Like I saw uh, school days in a theater in Center City, Philly. Like I grew up on his movies. So that was really cool. We all did. Are we around this? Do we disclose our age here? I'm 49. How old are we? I'm just curious about the age range. I'm here. 52. I'm 52. 52. 53. Yeah. So Coleman and I were uh, temple owls at the same time. It sounds like we're all in the, in same, the same general yeah. zone. I would have been a freshman yeah. when you were seniors. <laughs> yeah. Um, something we, we've like seen that. It, we've seen yeah. a lot of things, exactly. So we, so we, we all, we all grew up with Spike Lee and those incredible, iconic films. Uh, I mean, just... she's got to have it. When that came out, my friends and I were like, what's going on? Like, it was mm -hmm. every movie he had, his first five movies, were like an event, like the theaters were packed and people were just like, oh my God, we've never heard this voice before. It was so cool. And then getting that year that we went through the award show, I got to hang out with them. And I'm a giant Hoops fan. So we just got to talk Knicks the whole time. And it was Adam, awesome. You know, I want to ask you something about that, Adam. Do you think, because you just brought up something and just made me think about it. Do you think it sometimes it takes the industry a little while longer to catch up to something to actually give the person their due? Because it does seem like, like you're saying, someone like Spike Lee, or there are many people who haven't got their due, who's been in the industry for years, and, you're like, and then it, it's surprising when they're nominated, but they're suddenly nominated for an award, and you're like, that's the first time. Like, it's just astounding to me. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think if you look, especially for awards, it's a great question. If you look at the Grammys, you look at the Emmys, you go across all the awards, you can go through a list of amazing artists that never won awards. I, I think I'm or even correct, nominated. Jimmy. Or, or, or even nominated. nominated. Jimi Hendrix never won a Grammy, or I, I don't even think was nominated. Uh, Lou Reed was never even nominated. Now, do you that think? Now, do you, you think it's because? Everything. Do you think it's, it tells you everything? But it also tells you. I, I brought this up the other day. The idea of. Uh, I remember I had a friend, and I said this on the, on the last show. A friend who said. Something like, uh, we went to go see Hustle and Flow all together. It was a group of people, black, white, you name it. And he said that uh, he ordinarily wouldn't have seen the film. And I was like, why? And he said, like, well, I didn't think it was marketed towards me. I didn't think it would be a story for me. Mm. And then my friend Margot, who is from Detroit, a black woman from Detroit, said, well, I would go see Cold Mountain, so I don't understand. So it's basically about trying to get people to see other people's stories. And if they don't see it, they don't even know how to acknowledge it, it seems, right? It's and true. I mean, a systemic problem. Mm -hmm. You guys nope. were all in the same age range. Do you remember when Boys in the Hood came out? Absolutely. I mean, it was yeah. like a detonation because 
it blew through the walls that Coleman is talking about because it became an event. It was like everyone saw Boys in the Hood. And I remember all of a sudden for the first time in my life, and I grew up in a, you know, I had a single mom, you know, blah, 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 in a tough town. But all of a sudden seeing that perspective that Singleton brought to Boys in the Hood, I was like, oh, we live, we live in this country. And I ended up going back to the theater and seeing it four more times. But that's what art can do. But I also think it's a good thing. I think if art leads the way, if the message leads the way, it's gonna drag everything else with it. It's gonna drag the studios knowing we gotta tell these stories, the awards going, oh, this is worthwhile. So it hurts in the moment. And that's why that moment for Spike Lee winning the Academy Award was so rich for me because I got to see a guy who should have had it numerous times have his moment. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see that the the times have at least caught up a little bit. Not enough. Not enough. What but I, a little what bit. Comes, what comes to mind for me is what we consider awards worthy. And so often um, projects from marginalized communities are not seemed uh, deemed awards worthy unless they sort of tend to fall into certain tropes that we see, right? Where the, you know, the, a, a black woman, for example, if she's like sort of, you know, downtrodden, we have this whole sort of legacy of like black women being nominated for being sort of downtrodden and particularly for Academy Awards, Emmys, for all, many awards. So I mean, then there, there's so many shows that um, are helmed by people of color are not seen as awards worthy because the critics aren't watching or because they don't uphold because certain ways in which, so we really have to, um, I think, think differently about hmm. what um, the criteria for what, a, what is awards worthy. I mean, I have to say this, I mean, I'm not kissing your ass, Coleman, but like it amazes me that I, you have yet to be nominated for an Emmy or an Academy Award, and you've been in these you know, Academy Award winning, um, Emmy Award winning projects, and the work is so solid, and um, it, it astounds me um, how much you've been overlooked. Um, and I, I, hopefully, you know, God's time, not our time. I like to, you know, and, and no one deserves an award, but it's just, it's just, it, none of it's really fair. So I think at the end of the day, we have to have some perspective around it that like, you know, I obviously enjoy, you know, going to award shows and I've been a sort of connoisseur of, you know, them for a long time, but we have to take them with a bit of uh, a grain of salt a little bit, I think, when we um, think about who's worthy and who isn't. I, I think so too, and I think maybe that's, and thank you for saying that, Laverne. I think that it's funny to me because I think that I've always- God, I didn't know that, Coleman. You've never been nominated for an Emmy or wow. No, and I think of you. Know, I think of you as one of the great actors out there. That's man, that's crazy. You know what? I, I you know what? It's, I think it's funny because if I wonder if I sat back and thought about it, I think it could possibly bother me. I think there were times mm. that I'm being honest. Sometimes it bothers you. you. Sometimes you wonder like, is your work seen? Can people see your work? Mm. And then I thought. I actually, to be, to be honest, I thought, well, my work changes a lot. So I think sometimes people don't know how to sort of judge my work or where they see me or in these different, um, in all these different mediums. But I think it just, it, it feels like things are becoming a bit more amplified and then people can actually figure out what my work is. And I think maybe that's a, it's a benefit. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote something that um, uh, 
Denzel Washington told me on the set of My Rainey's Black Bottom. He said, uh, you know, a lot of times we go for the uh, awards, and, he, and Lord knows he's been decorated enough. He said, but it took me a long time to realize it's not about the awards, it's the, it's the rewards. He said it's about how you affected someone's life or changed Amen. or led a set Amen. or created something. So I feel like when you know your purpose that way, you, like my friend Ruben Blade said, you, you expect nothing but hope for everything. I, I think love that, that. Those are great words to live by, right? I love yeah. that because honestly, in my, like I've been doing this for like, geez, since my early 20s, so almost 30 years, some of my favorite projects are the ones that were most poorly reviewed or received mm -hmm. and then have aged in the best way. Like the two worst reviews I've ever gotten are Step Brothers, which if you're just gonna laugh and let your cares go away is my favorite of the comedies I did with Will Ferrell. And then we did a docu-series for HBO recently called Cue Into the Storm that ended with the documentarian unmasking who Q was. And it's one of the most amazing projects I've ever been involved in. And it got very mixed reviews. So I, I think that is so true. You know, the moment doesn't always recognize the moment. I, Absolutely. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once we understand that, then we can always be peaceful around it. We're like, you know what? Art is subjective. I, a lot of times I can't even understand when you have a, a best actor and you're like, this is very different work. It doesn't make sense with very a comedy different. and drama and it you know something. Have. So, yeah. So, so beyond the awards, you guys. First of all, that's that's such a refreshing conversation to have with you guys. Um, I want to know about also sort of the after parties. I want to know who you are at an after party. Are you the social butterfly <laughs> circulating like crazy? Are you hiding in the corner or do you just go home? I, for you. I found that I prefer the pre-parties to the after-parties. I, ah. I, don't, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I feel like there's a, at the after-parties, there's a lot of hangers-on. You can acknowledge the hole in my glove. <laughs> my nails broken through. That there's a lot of sort of, it gets a little thirsty at after-parties. I find pre-parties to really be, I've had the most fun at night before parties. I've had the most fun. Night before party is the best party. The best. It's party. the best party, really. So I've had the most fun at like um, even the, the Friday night parties, the EW party or an in style party or whatever. I've had so much fun at the pre parties, um, and I, you know, social butterfly. I guess I, I'm that person. You see me at these parties going. <laughs> <laughs> We flit a blint about and 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 I fangirl and I talk to people. Yeah, yeah. I flint about and I dance at them and we have a good old time. So yes. yeah, there's a freedom, <laughs> particularly the night before party, because there's no cameras. Adam, who are you? Who are you at the after party, Adam? So I'm gonna let out a big. Hold on, I'm eating. But I'm good, gonna let fine. out <laughs> a big Hollywood secret. The Vern's right. The after parties can get crazy. The before parties uh, are really fun. I like those yeah. a little better. I like those a but lot. But we've started a thing, and I, I don't think this has ever been in the press. We have the in-between parties. And Wait, basically, what? what is that? So basically, in the middle of the award show, after they've done the first run of Best Actor or whatever they start with, they always start with one big best one. Best Supporting. They start with Best Supporting first. They start with Best Supporting, and then they go to, like, you know, Best Cinematographer. And there's a time where everyone knows, get up. 
and we all ran out of the Kodak over to the bar across the street and everyone, no, I'm kidding. This doesn't <laughs> I thought we were, never, like we were getting some tea. I, I, was, we were I was like, wait tea. a minute. I, I, same here, because I thought, well, I want to be invited to that party. No, <laughs> no that would be so party. cool. That would be a no, great party. Um, my crazy, I mean, the crazy thing, like Laverne's right, like with the after parties are just the people you hang with that all of a sudden yeah. you're over like a, a beer or a shot of whiskey, like, and your best chums with so-and-so. And I've had a bunch of those, which are, which by the way, is awesome because it breaks the normal patterns of who you'd hang out with. That's how I met Coleman, was we were at a Commons party a couple years back, and I got to meet all these cool people that normally if the agents were calling, uh, maybe you wouldn't meet them. But um, I'm trying to think of the craziest after party ever. You know, we did one for Saturday Night Live when I was there, and it was the, I think it was like the 40th anniversary or something. And I got to hang out with Bill Russell afterwards, the oh, legendary Celtic center, the all time great winner. And I got to talk to Bill Russell. Um, so those are the memories I have are always like those crazy people that you meet that are like legends in your mind. And yeah. the fact that you're just hanging out at a party, are, are, it's crazy, it's crazy. And Wait, uh, you brought up SNL. You brought up SNL, and I, I had a question for you about that too, because you sure. were credited as the uh, as the coordinator of falconry. <laughs> you got to explain a it to falconry, me. A falconry, a falconry. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Coordinator so of falconry. So basically, I was head writer at SNL for a couple of years, and um, I was like, all right, time to move on. I've had a great time like god bless lorne michaels for hiring me i've i've gotten to do all this amazing stuff and meet people and i always give credit to my manager jimmy miller at the time told me if you're going to quit make an unreasonable demand (laughs) (laughs) so i was like that's really good advice so i went back and i said all right i'll stay if i can direct short films if you'll give me a budget I can name my own credit and I don't have to be in all the production meetings. And I thought, well, this is crazy. And Jimmy called me like two days later. He's like, he said, yes. And and so I got to name my own credit and I, I don't know what I was gonna call myself. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, so, 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 you, so you asked for that and nothing else? Did you ask for like a plane to get you from like, you know, <laughs> from uptown to downtown? I don't know, like you didn't ask for any other crazy things? You know what's funny? I think I actually did ask for a car to take me after the show to the after show party and they wouldn't give me that. They said no. Oh, um, but you can make sure that's a precedent. That's a precedent that they don't want to start because then other people will start asking for cars. Laverne's right. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Yep. But they gave me these other crazy things, which were really what I wanted. I wanted. I knew I wanted to direct. I knew this was a great opportunity to do short films and and to Lorne Michaels. Every time I see him, I give him a hearty handshake or half hug because it's like God bless you. So. Yeah, he gave me that. I didn't have to falconry. participate. Can you explain the falconry part? <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, LeBron. <laughs> yes. 
Because like, he so got around I that. Realized I realized I'm with Falconry. So I realized I asked to name my own credit. And I'm like, well, what would I, what am I going to say, like, president of comedy? Like, you seem like a, a jerk if you're like, exalt yourself. And then I just realized, like, it's a comedy show. It's one of the greatest comedy shows ever. And I came up with an absurd title. So for that whole year, if you look at the end of the credits, it says coordinator of falconry, Adam McKay. And <laughs> that's brilliant. Now, wait a minute. Is that title now registered with the DGA? Can anyone get that title? God, that is a great question. Did that That's go to the know. DGA or the WGA? Go to the right with WGA. And can I'm I get gonna, it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed. The Falcon cannot and I see the want, Falconer. We want that credit. The Falcon cannot see the Falcon. I think Laverne and I want that credit on our next gigs. We want that credit. By the way, coordinator please, of Falcon Tree. <laughs> I implore you, ask for that credit because it's out there. It's now a registered credit. So if you said on your next project, I'm, I'm Laverne it. or Coleman, all right, great, but you know, I Writer, want- director, coordinator of Falconry. Great. <laughs> 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 Adam, I want Absolutely you to know something. Genius. Laverne and I, Laverne and I have um, a special bond. Because I, I wanted to wind it up with this. We have a special bond with a very dear friend that we lost recently. His name was Ari Gold. And Ari Gold would always say, I believe he said it to me many times, and he would say it to Laverne, especially when it comes to performance. He says, oh, um, I just saw that show that you did. You know, the children want their Oscars, honey. You know? <laughs> right? Am I right, Laverne? Yes, the <laughs> girls like, want their, the children are going for their Oscars, honey. Yeah, something like that. Ari yes, loved so. an award show and loved yeah. supporting both of us in our endeavors. Um, yeah. yeah. What would... Uh, what, what, what is it, a magical night out with Ari? Give us that. Share oh my us. gosh. You know, my, I have so many nights out with Ari. It's like, it's so, what I love, so Ari Gold and I were friends for 25 years. And he, he was one of my oldest friends. Still emotional, but I still haven't like gotten over this one. Um, and some of my favorite memories were back in the 90s. We would be in a club, I, I, you know, we'd be at Limelight or, you know, something bizarre. And we find ourselves in a corner talking about like Judith Butler and talking about like queer theory or performance theory. His um, boyfriend for many years, Jose Munoz, was a performance um, uh, um, studies uh, professor at NYU. So we would find ourselves in a corner talking about like Judith Butler or Bell Hooks or something like that people at nightclubs usually don't talk about. And I just, those are some of my favorite memories because we just were ourselves there. And I, and I think too, what is amazing to me is that there were so many people in my life that have like, you know, just grown apart over, over time. Ari and I managed to stay in each other's lives for 25 years and to actually have things to talk about and that we somehow evolved besides, together besides this spiritually. Business. Yeah. Besides this business, yeah. there were spiritual things. There were, um, as he spiritually like was evolving, as he, we, you know, I actually my study of transcendental meditation led to his study of transcendental meditation. So there just continued to be things for us to talk about that were genuine and authentic. And it was always like, even if a lot of time had passed, it was like no time had passed when we would um, get together. And I, mm. 
I just love him dearly. He was a, he was a recording artist and a songwriter. He was openly gay from the very beginning of his career, which was a really big deal in the '90s, you know. Um, and I, another favorite memory of mine was when he had an, he set up an apartment on West 16th Street. And I visited him at that apartment, and it was before his first album, and he had a bunch of demos that he let me um, listen to. And I remember Home was one of those demos, his song Home, mm. that Kevin Avianti eventually um, recorded. And he played these demos for me in his apartment on 16th Street. And there's just so many, so many memories that we have. And I just, mm. yeah. um, I just deeply loved Ari, like with all my heart and soul, and loved his family, and... And he I was, made he out with his brother once. I made out with his brother once with Steven. <laughs> Jesus. There was a there was a time Ari was oh at this um, next pop star thing, and we were I was like the co-host and judge of this um, singing competition. And one night, somehow I don't know why, someone challenged me to make out with Steven, and so I like made out with Steven. Steven was Ari's brother, and, and Nicole knows Steven. Oh so I made oh out with God. like Steven, like in front of all these people. <laughs> Steven was actually a very good kisser. I was like, oh. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, okay, Steven. I have so many memories. So many memories. There's so many good Ari. memories. So but many. But the memories, memories. What's the beautiful thing is, is, like, I just love this connectivity of how he basically connected us. And that's how yes. we had to know each other so well. He connected Absolutely. Us and brought us together. And just like, what a blessing that he, he left behind. And he loved you, and he loved you so much. He oh, always yeah. talked about Coleman and and his, his relationship with you. I we met. I I went to Scottsboro Boys with Ari. And I think that mm -hmm. may have been the first time we met when I saw yeah. you in Scottsboro yeah. Boys. I feel like I had so um, many first times meeting you, which was great. I feel like each time was a different event. And Ari was like, "Oh, you yeah. got to meet Laverne. You got to meet Laverne. You got to meet Laverne." So yeah. I know he's right with us. I want to wrap things up with a fun game. All right, this is what I call. Um, Sophie's Choice Awards, okay? Oh dear. This is, <laughs> this is rapid fire, and you can pick only one, okay? Okay. All right, and I'm gonna go to each of you. First, I'm gonna start with Adam McKay. Um, back and forth, go. Adam, Squid Games or The Hunger Games? Oh, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> rapid fire. I love them both, I love them both. Uh, <laughs> Hunger Games. Okay, great. Laverne, Squid Game or Hunger Games? Squid Games. Great. Laverne, Mary-Kate Olsen or Ashley Olsen? Both. <laughs> Can't they're do twins. It. They're, they're, they're a unit. They're like... <laughs> Adam, not, not acceptable. Mary-Kate Olsen or, or Ashley Olsen? Me? Both as well. <laughs> Great. Oh, Ashley. Okay. Can we say Elizabeth? Ashley. Can we say Elizabeth? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can break the tie and say Elizabeth. Why not? Exactly. All right, Adam. <laughs> Dylan McDermott or Dermot Maroney? Uh, Dylan McDermott, I've worked with him before. Very funny. Never worked with Dylan <laughs> Mulrooney. God bless you, sir. But no, I go Dylan McDermott. <laughs> Great. Uh, Laverne, same question. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? The practice in Hollywood, Dylan McDermott, for sure. All right, there we go. Uh, Laverne, Titanic or The Notebook? I've never seen The Notebook. <laughs> So I guess Scandal. Titanic, right? Titanic, yes. <laughs> Great. Adam McKay, Titanic or The Notebook? Titanic. Great. Uh, Laverne, Betty Davis or Joan Crawford? <gasps> How dare you? Oh. 
Scandal. Oh my god. Oh, this is hard. This is really hard. Sophie's choice, baby. Sophie's choice. This is really hard. You gotta hard. let one of them go. You gotta let one of them go. Joan Crawford for accepting the Oscar in 19. Uh, Joan Crawford for that. Joan Crawford for because Mommy that was Dearest. the bosses move ever. The bosses move ever. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Great. Joan yes. Crawford. Perfect. Adam McKay. Joan Crawford. Or Betty Davis. I go Betty Davis. She reminds me a little bit of my grandmother. Okay, I love beautiful. It. I love that. I love that. That was okay. that was uh, Sophie's choice. It really was. Uh. <laughs> that really was. Okay, uh, a few more left. Okay, Adam McKay, Clueless or Legally Blonde? Uh, clueless. By a hair. Right, same, By a hair. <laughs> By a hair. Same for you, Laverne Cox. Clueless or Legally Blonde? How dare you, Legally Blonde? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam McKay, Indiana Jones or 007? Indiana Jones. I love, oh, God bless, really? 007. Oh, no, Indiana Jones. No what? problem. What? Wow. One of my great film memories ever, seeing that first Indiana Jones movie when I was like, what, 13, 14? Yeah. And just leaving the theater like, holy crap. And that score, absolutely. And, and don't get me wrong, I've seen... Pretty much every 007 movies, but Indiana Jones. All right, all right. I'm going to add this one because only because I know that this is going to really uh, challenge Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox, uh, Leontine Price or Kathleen Battle? <laughs> That's not a challenge. We love Kathy Battle. First of all, 007 for me. Um, <laughs> yes, great. I'm a James Bond aficionado and, uh, and Leontine Price. Uh, we love Kathy okay. Battle. But Leontine Price is the queen. She is my all-time queen. Like, of all of my divas, of every genre, acting, singing, everything, Leontine Price is my diva. She's my all-time diva. Leontine Price, always and forever. Beautiful. Final one. Adam McKay, James Earl Jones, or Morgan Freeman? Oh, that's not cool, man. You can't do that. <laughs> I didn't come up with this. We, we have to blame Gil. Cool. We have to blame Gil, who wrote oh this. Oh, my Gil God. Two of the <laughs> icons of icons. One of them have to go. Sorry. It's, oh, it's, I'm sorry. man. It's that time of day. Oh, that's nasty. Um, James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman? Oh, I love James Earl Jones. And I love Morgan Freeman. I go Morgan Freeman by, like, half wow. a hair. You let James Earl Jones go. Wow. Okay. All right. I don't like it. Okay. I'm you not. put me okay. in this spot. I know it's 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 not fun, is it? It's not fun, is it? It's not. <laughs> fun. I love I love Morgan Freeman, but it's James Earl Jones for me. Like every, all day, every day. He's this the coolest. He's the coolest. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, why um, okay, I went here's Morgan a, here's Freeman? Actually, James Earl Jones. Morgan James Freeman. Earl Jones. All the day. reason I why went Morgan Freeman, Freeman is do you remember that first movie that Morgan Freeman was ever in with Christopher Reeves? I think it was called oh, like was it. Street, Street Smart, smart no. or? Street Smart. He played a pimp. Yeah. He played a Morgan Freeman played a pimp? Oh, oh the headiest pimp. The headiest pimp. We that. actually took a line from that movie for Zola, actually. Where he says oh. to his, uh, his, uh, his girl, he's like, that's my face. Those are my, <laughs> that's my, that's my body. That's all mine. That's a direct hit from Morgan Freeman in Street Smart. Brilliant wow. film. Wow. Ah, I must see Street Smart now. Oh my God. Morgan yeah, Freeman is a You gotta pit. watch that. Sounds like everything. He's amazing in it. He's amazing. Here's the final one for you guys. The final one that's gonna be really hard, okay? Diana Ross or Coleman Domingo? 
I know it's really, really odd. They're like I, I don't even believe this is a choice. But Coleman, this is Sophie's Girl. Choice Awards. Coleman, Diana Ross. Coleman. Wait a minute. Wait. Coleman. So you would have let me go, Laverne? You would have let me go for Diana. I love you, Coleman. <laughs> but the, there's only one boss, honey. There's only one boss. <laughs> and Thank you, Adam McKay, for choosing wisely, <laughs> Laverne. We're gonna have to do some unpacking about this. I know I it's your show, cool. honey. But girl, girl, <laughs> Diana Ross. Cut me loose. Girl. Really, girl. Really, girl. Now, you know Ari, in the spirit of Ari Gold, in the spirit of Sir Ari Gold, Diana. Miss Ari would say Diana. Thank you so much. Adam Laverne, I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate you so much. Cheers to you. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Coleman. Thank you for having Love me. You it's too. so nice to Zoom meet you, Laverne. Lovely to we'll have to do Thank this in you. person very soon. Okay, we're all winners today. So much for that honor to be nominated stuff. That was my brunch with Laverne Cox and Adam McKay. Now, here's Stacy to present my award. I mean, oh boy about the brunch (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'd like to thank everyone i actually i would like to thank no one because i did it myself thank you you did it all by yourself you had no support (laughs) that will be my speech speech. that's totally my speech speech. my acceptance speech is just how about this how about um you're welcome and then i leave obnoxious and ignorant would that be for somebody to just come up to the podium and take their award and be like, yeah. Well, I'm not going to be like, I think, I, you know, I'm not going to do the whole, I thank God and all that. I'm not going to do all that. <laughs> there I'm is a particular that. person that would come to mind that would absolutely, I would not be surprised if they did that. And so, <laughs> I'd be like, you're welcome. And then just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so get this. I, I thought it was a kind of a cool show to put together about award season and people who have like, you know, Laverne is now the hostess of the E, you know, Hollywood, you know, red carpet. Stuff no, like first, that. we have to stop before we even get there about what? Laverne bringing boudoir to the brunch. <laughs> <laughs> the boudoir. I was like, I'm is like, she naked? A boudoir is, she- is this a boudoir? Like, what? are we at brunch at noon or, you know, boudoir at... 8 p.m. I, like, I love that she right realized she was she was like, this is brunch when I serve it for my baby. I'm giving you all I, this. When she stood up and had the whole thing, I was like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> was she running late? <laughs> she needed to run and she ran from the bedroom to the room to the front room to do this. You know, Hilarious. that's what I love about Laverne. She will slay for, for she real. She's sl- like, I'm going to give you boudoir. Slayed, completely slayed. <laughs> face, hair, face beat, hair done and her boudoir said she was ready it's, well like, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to up your uh your, apparently because uh, i mean you know at 12 o'clock in the afternoon i ain't in that <laughs> what, what what do you wear to brunch what do you i don't even know probably sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> a hoodie a hoodie and some sweatpants i was like wait wait, wait a minute wait, wait what time is it what are we doing <laughs> And she Adam looked McKay- amazing, and she's <laughs> yes. hilarious. She is hilarious. She's but, incredible. Um, what, I, what I love, what I love about Laverne is because you know she hosts her own uh, podcast, and you know she's a host, so she almost you know she she's quick to take the mic. 
<laughs> but she She's reminded like, herself. She's like, she she reminded herself. Oh, this is your show, so you go. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. She was like, yeah, well, show, you know, Coleman, this is your podcast. So I mean, your show. So why don't you go ahead and um, wait? Now, did you know that Adam McKay and I went to Temple together? I didn't know that until I learned it. You know, as part of the conversation. That's and pretty we, interesting. We, we, I know, right? And we like we we found that out at some some Hollywood event that we were both at, and we were just just met each other. Uh, through Nicholas Bertel, who did the music for Beale Street. And he was like, oh, let's go to go to I'm like, Temple. He's like, when did you go to Temple? We said the same years. I was like, what? And so then, of course, I'm still trying to put it together. Like, we know that we're of the same mind and type of person that we had to run in the same circles. Like, with the fraternity, yeah. you know, like, I, just the trucks. There was all those trucks that we used to eat at, and you know, because I barely went to class. So, uh, you know, just I thought that he would be there, too. But... <laughs> So there, we're trying to still trying to figure theme. it out. That's a running theme because I think I after class? Temple, you were working <laughs> and then you like barely went to work. You used to work at, you know. That's not the truth. Don't, don't you tell these people that. No, I just had <laughs> a, I just like a store and we were like, come on, we're going uh, to Cape May. And you're like, OK, I'm calling out sick. <laughs> listen, I have a very because I think that's part of my spirit. It's like you ha- I I don't work to live. Right. Is that right? Is, oh, wait. Work to live. Live you to work. You don't live to work. You don't live I, to work. No, because I like, you know me, I work hard, but then I'm like, I'm good about unplugging and like, let's go. What What's the next plan? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I just decided to correct that for everyone out there. Because <laughs> he, he was a good student. He was a good student. <laughs> and he was a good employee. <laughs> Is that better? I was I was a terrible employee, but thank you. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Now, why? <laughs> and now you want to admit it? Okay, listen, I, I loved uh, Laverne and Adam's answers to their favorite award show moments. You know, what do you have an all time favorite award show moment? You watch awards, right? Awards. I do. We like the Tonys, though. <laughs> because you are what they call a show queen. <laughs> I'm the gay one. And you're, you, you're like Liberace. I'm like, you're gayer than I am. No. You know, we we watch the Oscars, but we love the Tony Awards. So we, you know, oh, we watch such them. a queen, such a queen. Now, wait, did you see the last Tony Awards when they brought Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Holiday back to sing? And I'm telling you, yes. How'd you feel yes. about? Yes, I was. I, listen, I mean, she's the original, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I love Jennifer Hudson, but she's the original. She opened and, up her um, fourth throat and I mean that she put voice. her entire foot, whole body up in it. Like, let's not forget <laughs> that I am the one that that came. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna make sure y'all remember that. That it was me, right? I'm the original and just don't forget it. And you know, nothing against her. She's amazing, she's awesome, but I, it was me. And so yeah. <laughs> okay, Stacey, I have a very um interesting question. If you if you were to give out an award to me, it can be whatever. Well, we're going to talk about something. We ain't talking about you in an award right now because we're going to talk about the Scrapple first. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let's the talk about Scrapple. Scrapple that I have never have you had. had. It? What? I've never You're from had. Ne- I've never had Scrapple. Get, My father used to South make it every. Street. Yeah. My father used to make it every Sunday for breakfast, and I still never ate it. Let me tell you something else I've never had: grits. What? Never had oh, grits. God. I'm, I'm taking. I'm pulling. Am your I black taking card. my black card? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the black card. Never had 
going away. I've had oatmeal on the tip of my lips, and I was like, "This is what I can't deal mean? with oh, anything you that's like mushy." Textures. Right, so you weird. know that I don't like. Well, uh, again, food, mushy, everybody. But... Food. We have food issues, both of us. <laughs> we, we argue about food. It was going to bound to come up, and here. Oh, so I. You know the whole scrapple thing. Even though you know I'm all about the pig, like I'll totally eat bacon. I'll eat a whole half a pig if you give it to me. But um, and then I think Adam had something about soy bacon, which is totally criminal. I like he should be arrested for that. I'm not really sure. Like who's selling soy bacon and cashew cheese? Like all of that needs to be that's called criminal. There, everybody needs to be arrested and taken off the streets for that. But. <laughs> Before we got into the award, I definitely, I didn't want to forget about the whole Scrapple thing, which he was raving on. And Laverne was like, what? Like, what is that? And I'm kind of with her because I was like, yeah, I know about it because I'm from Philly, but not eating that. (laughs) (laughs) That's like spam or whatever it is. I don't even know what that is. It's like spam, but it's also like, um, what is it called? Like, um, they call it hoghead cheese. Which is. uh, Is that what they call it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, you get all that stuff down in South Philly on. um, in uh what do you call it the market italian market oh we used to, oh God, we used to go down there every the saturday and mom. get it yes, yes is it still there it is okay i want to i want so you to back to your, your own, award um i no no i want to get I, what what award are you going to give me what, oh. which award oh okay uh, what were you going to do first i mean you can give me an let's award let's focus first. on me you first you're gonna, let's focus on me first okay i'm going to give you an award okay <laughs> the award that i'm going to give to you and it better be good you get the award for the most <laughs> screechy yet loving friend award. Screechy? Yes, because yeah, because you, you screech because you screech at me most of the time, but I know it's all love because you you do it because you you'll argue anything just to argue, even though it, there's no need. That's to the argue, best you got. That's the best you got for me for an award. That's all, that's all I can find. That's all. That's all you find. got. Okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, what about me? The award that I'm going to give you is the Bougie Bruncher Award. Wow. What does that mean? (laughs) That means you insist on serving Italian eggs. Back to food, everybody. Back to food. (laughs) Who has a protein smoothie with a sprig of mint for brunch? Where did I do that at? (laughs) I mean, where did I do that at? Isn't it amazing? Because you want to be leaned out. Okay, so therefore, that's not brunch to you. Awarding you the bougie (laughs) bruncher award. Thank you so very much. I accept this award on all the bougie bruncher's behalf. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, That's right. Accept it proudly. You are who you are, and that's that's what it is. You know, my brunch is served on paper plates. Your brunch is served on, you know, some. It's terrible. I still can't get over that. It's stoneware that you all got. Yes, absolutely. You know why? Because I got sense. Because I've got sense. That's right. Okay. (laughs) So we all know. I think everyone out there can figure out whose brunch they would rather go to. Between Stacy and mine, so I want to give you. I, I'm going to do the Sophie's Choice Awards with you. Okay. Okay. It's a very okay. tough one, so I'm going to go rapid fire, and you have you got to pick one. Okay, skydiving or mountain climbing? <laughs> you said rapid fire, huh? Okay. Um, skydiving. Yeah, apparently you you don't take direction very well either. Okay, so rapid I don't fire. No, I kind of want to oh skydive. I'm afraid for skydiving. Okay, skydiving. Argue this whole thing. I said rapid skydiving, fire. She's skydiving. Gonna, okay, skydiving. Great. Paris or Philly? Paris, hands down. Oh, 
are you gonna just just give up your hometown? <laughs> totally dissing Philly, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. There is no question. There, is, I don't feel bad. I don't feel I, Paris all scrambled day, egg, every day. <laughs> scrambled eggs with cheese or bacon? Bacon. <laughs> Sleep in late or wake up early and take a nap later. <laughs> Sleep in late and take a nap later. <laughs> Sleep in late and take a nap three hours later. <laughs> Don't lie. You've never woken up and just looked forward to going to bed. Like you hadn't even put your feet on the ground. And, like, and you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to get back in this bed tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or I can't wait right. to take a nap. Has that not happened to you? No, it's not happened to me. Okay, really? Final, oh my god! No, no. Once I'm up, I'm up for the day. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. Really, I have. I have opened my eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to go back to bed. Wow, <laughs> that's that's really lazy. So they call it. How about this, Coleman Domingo with no e, or Coleman Domingo with an e? No e. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Because special. if it someone else special. put, doesn't it? And if someone else I puts know. another goddamn e in my name. <laughs> Well, that's blow the standard way to spell it, but you know. No, it's not a standard when it's my name. I'm not, but I'm not really, we're not really sure if it's your name. Like, you know, that what, whole wait, what really is my name? sounds like it could be a Engelbert stage Humperdinck? name. Engelbert Humperdinck? It's not a stage name. I don't name. know, but it sounds okay. like it could be a stage name. And as, as such, you would leave the E out <laughs> to make it a little more dramatic. Oh, Lord Jesus. You okay, do know I that want... people think Coleman Domingo is a stage name, right? Yes, they do. Every, everyone does, and it's very strange. Jay Leno said that. He was like, it sounds like a stage name. Coleman Domingo. Of course when it I does. Was... Don't you don't you don't think so? No, because I can't I don't know who's yours. Gonna come up with that name. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know who will come up with a name like Coleman Domingo. It's too weird. You know? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. you know, maybe if I was, you know, Lizzo or something like that, or Rizzo or some <laughs> something, you know, that that's a made up name. I, I don't you know, know her mama Coleman didn't name Domingo her sounds like nobody's name Coleman Domingo. Okay. Well, I want to uh, wrap this one up. <laughs> so, Stacy, did you like the tequila Don Julio Añejo? Old fashioned. <laughs> it was probably one of the most difficult names for everybody to say. <laughs> yeah, Añejo. That was hilarious. We're like, what? Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a mouthful in terms of the name, but yeah, I mean, to come on up, that all of the drinks look amazing, like all of the cocktails, totally. And you are, and you are getting your cocktails now, am I right? I am. So all is right with the world. <laughs> Sponsors are taking good care. Sponsors are taking good care of the sister over here, so we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a gripe early on in early seasons, but now everything. that we're, nope, we're everybody's your taking bar. care of me. Everybody, all our sponsors are taking care. Of. We're good. We're good. Everything's good. <laughs> Great. So. I, I want to wrap out with um with uh, just uh I don't know just some words about we mentioned our friend Ari and you knew Ari uh, very well. Yes. yes. And just. Tell some folks about how Ari was and the kind of spirit he was. Oh, my God. He was such a warm spirit, just soft-spoken, just a warm, just warm energy um, and never, you know, he always lived in his truth, which was amazing. I think one of the funniest um, memories that I have of him, this is when you guys were living in New York and uh, we were at your house probably maybe for a housewarming or apartment warming or something when you had first moved into your apartment. 
And he was there and Noah was with me because, you know, Noah's kind of like, you could walk down the street in a chicken suit and he's not, a, he's not, a, you know, he's affected by, by anything. Any. Noah's kind of like, whatever, Especially right? by, by, by your group of friends. Exactly. By, not by my group of friends. He's kind of like, this isn't normal. Like, what? I don't understand. So this is what he's known his entire life. So he's kind of like, whatever. And so he Noah was sitting on the balcony by himself and Ari was out there talking to him. And he comes in and he says to me, I'm going to make him a spritzer. Is that okay? I promise I'm not putting any alcohol in it i'm gonna make him a sprite spritzer (laughs) so he was very excited to make this spritzer for noah that had like an umbrella in it and you know whatever a a lemon swirl or whatever the heck it was you know to take it out with him and then the two of them were sitting out on the balcony with a whole host of other folks just you know chilling and i that was just kind of a memory that i always have of him um, mm. It just kind of made me laugh. And I know he loved <laughs> Wonder Woman, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you know what? And, and it's funny because I the one thing I, I didn't mention in the podcast that I was going to, why I wanted to link uh, the memory of Ari between me and Laverne is because more than anything, Ari and I would have, we would have huge discussions about awards. And mm. and I know that he was very, su- such supporters of me and Laverne. He would, I remember he said to me, he says, because it, it really confounded him. And I really tried to have my own feelings about it and have distance. But he said, he was like, Laverne has been nominated for Emmys and Golden, all this other stuff, whatever. He's like, where are yours, Coleman? And I, right. at first I got offended. And I was like, what? Like, I work hard and fine. It doesn't matter. But he kept kept saying, you deserve your your awards as well, he said. And yeah. and he, he would just keep saying that over and over again. And I remember I tried to just like push that thought away. But yeah. it it bothered him because he wanted me because because he, he even said he said because awards are important so you can just do what you're doing. He says it's not about the award; it's about the amplification of it. And I was like, and so I think, and so yeah. I think he helped me actually have a different feeling about awards and what that means. And yeah, um, yeah. No, so I think that sure. yeah, I, I thank him but, for that. You know, this that, is and, your yeah. you know this is definitely your season. Um, you've just. I feel like you have amplified like exponentially in the last, you know, um, couple of years. And, you know, it, I guess everything in due time, you know, is really no other way to kind of say it. But I really feel like this is your time. This is your season. And you'll get it. You're going to get what's coming to you. I mean, there's no question about that. One thing, and I think I've mentioned this before, um, that you said to me many, many, many years ago, because you've always been, even when things weren't working out the way that you hoped they would in terms of your profession and career. Um, You always stayed optimistic and you always stayed very positive and you always lived in this state of abundance and like, I'm whether I fake it till I make it or I'm going to believe that I'm going to get what's mine. Um, And I mean, I'm talking about years ago where we've had these conversations and, you know, one thing that's always stuck with me is you said to me, if you put a hundred percent into something, truly put a hundred percent into something, not like the folks at the gym who are like reading a newspaper, drinking coffee and then go home and talk about they worked out all day. But like you truly <laughs> put a hundred percent into something. There is no way that it can fail. I, right? I, I do believe that. And I, so I believe that, I mean, you have put a hundred percent and you haven't failed. You have soared and the, the, the awards will come, but you know, you're getting your recognition even without having a statute, 
right? You're still getting your recognition and, you know, um, you're just, you're everywhere, you're on everything, you're in every magazine and every newspaper, like you're everywhere. So to Ari's point, the awards amplify your recognition, but I Mm -hmm. feel like you have amplified your recognition as well without having to hold the statute. That's nice. And it will come and you'll get that, but you're getting the benefits of it. I think without that, um, without having it. And, um, you know, you just keep putting out quality work and, you know, staying true to who you are and you're, it's going to all come together. It already has come together, but you know, if you feel like you need that or that's a next level thing that will come too. But, um, I feel like, you know, your recognition has expanded exponentially already. I'd like to say thank you, Stacey Thomas, for this reward of uh, friendship and conversation. I am the best reward. I am the best award you could ever have other than <laughs> yes, Raul. <you> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. Of course, everything just goes left quickly. I was trying to wrap this up in a lovely way, and she just won't let me. She won't let That's me. That's not how Jesus. we do it. That's not how we do it. <laughs> well, Stacy, I look forward to talking to you again. This is always a treat, and I love uh, unpacking every podcast with you. Love you. Mean it. Wow. I think Bye. you might put a bit more energy into there. Bye. <laughs> oh, good. Kisses too much. Too Kisses. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us for an extended bottomless brunch. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. And if you liked awards season, go check out my previous Sundance brunch with Rada Blank and Julio Torres. We've got new episodes coming up with amazing guests like Tom Ellis and Brandon Kyle Goodman. Hope to see you soon. Presented by Tequila Don Julio. Please drink responsibly. Don Julio Tequila. 40% alcohol by volume, 2022. Imported by Diageo Americas, New York, New York.